What is a recession? Historically, we know most economical people can tell you that recessions are defined by two quarters of a declining GDP. That's what we've always been told by most economical data. But now we got to look at something put out by the whitehouse.gov. Has the rules and the definition of a recession has changed. And the timing of this is just amazing. So on this episode today, we're going to look at the GDP report that came out today by the Bureau of Economical Analysis. And we're going to take a look at what the White House put out in this press release saying that, hey, not so fast. The definition of a recession has changed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lock in. This is the Prince of Investment with your host, the one and only Prince Dykes. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, tune in as we get ready to talk more into the Prince of Investment. Now, the first thing we're going to do, we're going to head over to the BEBEA.gov. This is the Bureau of Economical Analysis, right? This is the Bureau of Economical Analysis that came out today. The GD report, GDP report came out today. Why is this report so important? This report is so important because everybody wanted to know where we're going to have two quarters of a declining GDP. Now, let's take a look at it as we read this and we look through it here. Now, this is from, you can, I want to make sure everybody can follow along with me. If you want to look this data up, you just want to say, hey, I heard some weird guy on a podcast or saw this weird guy on TV talked about the GDP. You can look it up yourself. Go to BEA.gov. This is the Bureau of Economical Analysis. This report was released today. GDP, because we already know the definition of a recession is two quarters of a declining GDP. And we know that the GDP has declined first quarter. Everybody was tuned in to see, hey, is this going to be the second quarter that the GDP declines? Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. So the first thing you see when you go in here, this press release, real gross, um, real gross domestic product GDP decreased at an actual rate of 0.9% in the second quarter of 2022, following a decrease of 1.6% percent in the first quarter. The small decrease in the second quarter primarily reflected an upturn in exports and smaller decreases in federal government spending, right? So right here we see the first quarter, the GDP declined by 1.6%. The second quarter, the GDP declined by 0.9%. Anybody that studies economics, that is the cornerstone of what a recession definition is, right? Everybody knows that. Hey, two quarters of declining GDP, that's kind of the textbook of a recession. But not so fast. Hold on. Something has changed here. Let's head over to the whitehouse.gov. We're going to pull this up right now so you guys and girls can see it. This came from the whitehouse.gov. Go to whitehouse.gov, right? And this was released on July 21st, about a week or two ago, on a blog post. And it said, how do e economists determine whether the economy is in recession? How ironic. This came out about a week ago. The White House says, hey, not so fast. We got a new definition of a recession. So right here, you go to whitehouse.gov. You can look at their press release that they have that you see right here pulled up on your screen. Let's read it out loud what it says. Here we go. Give me one second here. Whitehouse.gov came out July 21st, 2022. It says, what is a recession? 
While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of a falling real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Instead, both right here just told you, hey, we know, we know what you're saying, that some people may still hold on to the old phallus of two quarters of declining GDP, but that's not the way. You're wrong, Prince. What you read in all these books for the last 10, 15 years and people have taught you and you studied and you saw this over and over, no, we've just changed that on July 21st. We got to change the definition. How, how convenient. Instead, both political, I'm sorry, instead, both official determination of a recession and an economist's assessment of economical activities are based on a holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Based on, these, based on this data, it is unlikely that the decline in the GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. Hmm. So right here, they're telling you that, hey, no, 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 no. This whole little two quarters of declining GDP that you was taught in economic data, no, that's, 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 not, that's not real anymore. Now we look at the economy as a whole. We got to look at the labor market. We got to look at the consumer market. We got to look at the business spending. We got to look at industrial production and incomes. So what you saw in the first quarter of a declining GDP, that that's not a signal of a recession. And even if you get another quarter of a declining GDP, you know, that's not a signal of a recession. You know, it's changed. You got to look at a holistic view, right? Then they put out the National Bureau of Economical Research, NBRE, Business Cycle Data Committee, the official recession, scorekeeper, definition of a recession, significant decline in economical activity that is spread across the economy and that lasts more than a few months. That's the new definition. <laughs> I kid you not, it just, just came out July 21st, the White House put this out. It said, according to the National Bureau of Economical Research, NBER, the Business Cycle Data Committee. They've changed the rule of recession. It is now a significant decline in economical activity that spreads across the economy and that lasts more than a few months. The variables the committee typically track includes real personal income, minus government transactions, employment, various forms of real <laughs> consumer spending, and industrial production. Now, when I see this, what makes me laugh, what cracks me up about this is that it says a whole bunch of nothing, right? Uh, all before, uh, everybody knew what a, it was textbook. Everybody knew, hey, you want to know if your economy is in a recession or in a contractionary period? Two, two quarters of a declining GDP. But uh, all of a sudden, the White House has changed it a week ago, and it seems like I'm, you know, just been. Just, I'm not a political guy, but it just seems that hey, we know that we have a new regime. We have the Biden administration, the Democratic Biden administration, that we had a declining. Nobody, no, no president wants to say I'm the one who puts put us into a recession. We already know inflation is high, right? We already know the Federal Reserve just raised base interest. Uh, interest interest rates by 75 base points yesterday. Interest rates are going up. Mortgage prices are going up. Gas prices are going up. Inflation at 9.1%. Food prices are going up, right? So then to come out and say, yes, we are in a recession. Nobody wants to 
bear that be the bearer of bad news and because they may feel like they caused it and they don't want to be the recessionary committee so they just changed it into this watered down um um definition that says a whole bunch of ain't nothing hey no no you got to look at it's that it got to last more than a few months what is considered a few months is a few months two months is a few months three months four months five months six months uh economical data across the board looking at this 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 and this okay now it kind of takes away uh it's, it's that thing if either you're in or out let's take it to a foot uh, basketball analogy did the ball go in the hoop or not if the ball went in you scored a point the ball did not go in you didn't score a point now it's all technical of well if the ball goes in and it twirls two times and it goes halfway in and it jumps back out and bounces off of the backboard then it could be considered a basket that convolutes everything and it seems like that the white house put this out on their blog that they changed the definition it seems a little fishy not going to lie it does look a little fishy that hey all of a sudden out of all these years hundreds of years we are now changing the definition of a recession so ladies and gentlemen we're going to take a break and a very quick break we're going to come back and we're going to look into more recessionary things things that are going to uh what is declining economy i'm going to say winter recession um i've already said we've been in a recession but people here's the thing people are saying print unemployment is at 3.6 percent the lowest it's been in 50 years what do you mean we're in a recession I have all this equity into my house. The economy is doing pretty good. What do you mean when a recession? I just jumped from job to job. The labor market is still tight. We're going to talk about why that is and the changes that's going to come to that when we get back. Stay locked. And we'll be right back. We already know the definition of a recession has changed according to the White House. We know historically it was always two quarters of a declining GDP. According to the Bureau of Economic Analysis, the GDP that was out that came out this morning, we have again GDP has declined for the second quarter. It declined uh, the first quarter and the second quarter, which is, hey, we're officially in a recession. But the White House said, no, not so fast. In a press release, it has changed the definition of a recession. Prince. Now that we know this, what are we going to do about it? Now, one of the things that the White House hinges on and that people are hinging on, they say, hey, look at the labor market. There's still a labor market shortage. The labor market is still tight. Think about it. At McDonald's here in Denver, Colorado, you can start out at $17 an hour. You can drive a truck for Amazon, 20 bucks an hour. Why are the prices of the wages so high? You take me coming from Waynesboro, Georgia, about 
19 years ago, 18, well, 20 years ago now, 20, 21 years ago, when I was 16 years old and I got my first job at Domino's Pizza, I got minimum wage. It was a whopping $5.25 21 years ago. Now today, if you work at Domino's Pizza, you're probably going to get $16, $17, you know, starting up, right? But the thing about it is, what you have to consider is there's a difference between income and real income. Income is the amount of money. It's like top line revenues, revenue you make every day. You're like, hey, I made $1,000 this month. But guess what? Back when I was getting my $5.25, the price of things was a whole lot cheaper. A gallon of gas didn't cost $5. Right? I would work a whole hour these days and get <laughs> and better put one gallon of tank into my tank, one gallon of gas into my tank, right? So real income is when you adjust for inflation. Inflation report just came out two weeks ago. Um, it was reported in the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, which is pretty much inflation, in the last 12 months is at a running at hot 9.1%. So the Federal Reserve responds back and says, hey, we're going to raise interest rates by 75 base point. Another big jolt that we haven't done in 30 years. They did 75 base point last month. So now we kind of got that dog chasing his tail. The Federal Reserve is chasing down inflation because the Federal Reserve goal for inflation is to be at 2%. And inflation is at 9.1%. And I know everybody can feel it with food and gas. That is the two highest prices, the two highest places that inflation is sitting right now. Now, with that being said, with all this is going on, people are still having jobs. Unemployment is at 3.6%. People are still having jobs. People are still buying houses, things like that. Now, unemployment is a lagging indicator. For prime example, what I mean by lagging indicator, you have leading economical indicators and you have lagging economical indicators. Leading economical indicators are something like the stock market. For prime example, I always use this definition because I've read about this happening. If the president becomes, let's say the president is assassinated right now as i'm speaking god forbid right if that happens to him the stock market would immediately start to take a downturn how much of a downturn i don't know it would immediately probably start to take a downturn immediately now what did that have to do if the stock market start to crash because of president biden was assassinated what does that have to do with the price of mcdonald's stock did the value of mcdonald's go down no it's just that the price of mcdonald's went down that shows you how sensitive the stock market is to uh, changes in the economy and the world, right? You won't see the real estate market go down. You won't see unemployment just start to shoot up through the roof. No, it happens over time, which you have to pay attention to. Shopify, they just said that it was laying off 10% of the workforce. Also, you saw Apple doing hiring freezes and even layoffs. All these Fortune 500 companies, the list that goes on, are companies that are doing hiring freezes or they are doing layoffs. Now, if these companies continue to do hiring freezes and hiring layoffs, how do you think that's going to affect unemployment over time? You got to think about it. We just, had a, uh, we just got our GDP report. It showed us that we had a declining gross domestic product for two quarters in a row. Interest rates are going up. Interest rates, how does that affect business? Also, what the Federal Reserve is doing, they're also shrinking their balance sheet. I mean, they're taking money out of the stock market. That's why the stock market is down about 20% so far this year. Because the Federal Reserve, they were pumping money into the economy to stimulate the stock market. Now they're pulling it back. So they're pulling it back and raising interest rates. Meaning that, good for you if you have a savings account. You have a savings account, now you're probably getting things in the mail that says, hey, your savings account is relevant again. People are making money from savings accounts. People are making money from CDs. Um, they're becoming relevant again. But the downside to that is 
companies who borrow money, a lot of companies, you lower interest rates so that money is easy to borrow, cheap to borrow. Now money is becoming more and more expensive to borrow. Also on top of that, as we raise interest rate, it strengthens the dollar. What is one of the side effects of strength of a strong dollar? Internationally, that means companies cannot, um, that means that companies cannot, it's harder for companies to want to purchase from us, right? So with that being said is, let's say if you're in Spain and the dollar is strong, that means the dollar weighs, uh, has more value than in Spain, right? The euro. So now that means that people in Europe are going to buy less things in America because the dollar is so strong. That itself, the less we push out into the world, the lower our GDP becomes. So that is the downside of having a GDP uh, of a strong dollar. So as interest rates continue to climb, businesses stop expanding. You already saw it. Walmart just put out their guidance earlier this week. Walmart in their earnings report, they said that, hey, because food prices are so high, because gas prices are so high, people are buying less bull crap, really. People are buying less jewelry. They're buying less apparel. They're buying less things, right? They're buying less jewelry. They're buying less apparel because they have to spend so much money on food, right? So with that being said, people have to, I'm spending all of my money on gas and food because gas prices are high, food prices are high. People are spending less money on other things. That's drawing up the disposable income. Now, when you have these things happen, people start to buy less because I have to buy food. I have to buy gas. What does that mean? People are spending less money on apparel. People, I don't have, I don't have the money to go buy the jeans. I don't have money to go to the movies. I don't have money to take that extra vacation. I don't have that money to go do X, Y, Z because I'm putting it in gas. I'm putting it into food. Now that person is no longer going to the movies. What do you think the movie company is going to do? They're going to hire less people. They may even start to do layoffs. Now I'm putting out so much money on food and gas. I may consider getting that iPhone 14 now. I may reconsider that or getting that new PlayStation or getting those new pair of shoes. Or I may buy my son or daughter or children, grandchildren, whatever. I may buy them less school supplies because of the pressures of inflation on food and fuel, something that everybody needs, right? So I'm saying this all to say unemployment is due to change. Unemployment is due to change. Unemployment is going to start to see an uptick it naturally has, but it's not going to happen right away. It's slowly going to happen over time. Unemployment is going to creep its way to 4%, 5%, and 6%. And the worst position the Federal Reserve wants to be in is to have high and rising unemployment with um, high and rising inflation. That's called stagflation. That's a problem they had in the early 80s, right? And when you had stagflation and what you saw happening to the early 80s, interest rates went all the way up to 20% which pretty much put the economy into a recessionary period, right? So as these interest rates go up, what does that mean for the housing market? Houses become more and more expensive, right? You have two things that's happening with housing. You have houses going up from $400,000. Now they're two years later, they're worth $600,000, or that's the going price at $600,000. But two years ago, interest rates for a house was 2%. Now, today, you're looking at five, if not 6%, on an interest rate for a house. So that means that your mortgage in two years have since doubled. If you're coming into the market right now trying to get a house, your mortgage has 
doubled. You can imagine that? So that itself is, um, and when you see the mortgage double like that, most people are going to do what? It's going to drive the pool of buyers. So you're going to see the real estate market start to cool off, and you're going to slowly see it flip within the next year, probably into a buyer's market. Right now, it's a seller's market. You can name a price and pick whatever you want to do, and people are flipping houses, buying houses, whatever. The beautiful thing about real estate is it has a utility no matter what is going on in the economy. Let's say if you brought a house and the housing market started to crash, and as long as you can pay the mortgage, you still got a roof over your head. It still will provide you a roof, and it will still provide you things like that. Now, some people look at times and say, man, times are crazy, things are bad, or whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been living in a, a zero low interest rate society for almost a decade. Now we're starting to raise it up. We're starting to raise interest rates back to where they were. Um, I think we're at 2.5 with the latest base point rates raised. We're at 2.5, I believe. 2.5 is nothing compared to what interest rates were before. They were in the double digits, if not higher, right? So this is a much needed thing. Um, I think the economical economy is fixing itself, that um, we lived in a very, we had a bullish market, very low interest rate, and we had a bullish market almost for a decade or 12 years strong. So what happens is people always look down on a recession, but what a recession does, it washes out bad money, it resets everything. And it's something that we need every now and then. It's almost like a body, something that I probably need to go do when I travel a lot and I eat on the road a lot. Something I like to do is take a cleanse, a detox. So that's pretty much what a recession. I look at it, a detox. And when you know you take a detox and a cleanse, it's not the most beautiful sight when you're doing it, right? It sucks for a day or two, depending on what type of cleanse you're doing. Maybe a day, two, a week cleanse or whatever you're doing. It sucks when you're going through it. But once you've gotten through it, it feels so much better. And we already know recession probably going to last about a year, maybe uh, 18 months or something like that. And we'll be right back out of it. But it's like that detox. It cleans out all the bad money, all the bad policies, all the things that we've done and to reset us. So the thing about it as an investor, what's going to happen? I think that a lot of people stretch themselves thin, get into houses. I've seen a lot of people overbid on houses clean out their savings just to get into particular houses. And what do you think is going to happen when their job lays them off or their job cuts their hours or their job, you know, disappears? You know, those they're going to be in a definitely hurt locker because they barely got into the house the first in the first place. And you had all type of real estate agents and loan officers that done any, any and everything to get people in the houses, got them in too much house, house they couldn't really afford. And now look at them today. Now, since we have an economical downturn, you're going to see foreclosures increase. That's what I'm going to be paying attention to, the foreclosure market. I want to see things that are foreclosing, homes, property, things like that, when economical downturns started to happen. That might be a great way for some of you guys to, and girls to start investing. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be my time for today. Hopefully, you guys and girls got something out of it. We talked about the recession and how to... Out of the blue, a week ago, the definitions changed according to the WhiteHouse.gov. They put out and said the, I forgot, the National Bureau of NBRU or whatever. They said, hey, it's no longer just two quarters of declining GDP. Um, it is now the new definition of you have to look at a holistic view of the economy. You got to look at the job market, all these other things, right? <coughs> Excuse me there. Those are things you have to look at today. But that's Okay. That's okay. But as anyway, we would know that historically this would be a recession. Recession is not bad. We know how to prepare for it. And we know the millions and billions of dollars are made during recessionary periods. And the best time of starting a business is in a recessionary period. All right. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls, that's going to be my time. Until the next video podcast, cartoon, book, or whatever else crazy you see me doing across the globe. Peace, be safe, I'm out, and thank you.